Hey everybody, Jim Sammons here. Welcome to the Kayak Fishing Show Live. As always, brought to you by Ballast Point Brewing Company. Rocking the uh, swing, swinging Friar Ale again uh, in hopes that baseball actually is returning. They're, they're, they say there's a little bit of progress, so I enjoy baseball. I'm looking forward to it coming back. But uh, if you haven't tried this swinging Friar Ale, it's very tasty. It's a little bit hoppy. But uh, very delicious. So cheers to you all. Hope you're all looking forward to a good weekend. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Um, wondering if you're all getting any uh, cool stuff coming in for Father's Day. Did you ask for anything good? <laughs> uh, maybe you're just going to be able to get out on the water. Um you know, all that sort of thing. I, I want to remind everybody again, I've been doing this lately because again, this is something I'm passionate about is kayak fishing safety. Uh, we did come up with this deal with ARC Artex on a discount on a PLB. So free shipping and 10% off on anything on their website. But uh, primarily, uh, you know, the thing that's most important for us kayak anglers is uh, from them, I think is that uh, that personal locator beacon. So use the code KAFISH10 and you'll get that 10% off and um, free shipping. Uh, give me a thumbs up if that sounds like something good you want, that you were interested in or if you've actually done it. You know, I'm really curious if people have taken advantage of this. It's just, you know, doesn't mean a whole lot if I kind of arrange a, a deal for people and then nobody takes advantage of it because that certainly doesn't show anything to a potential sponsor. And again, ACR is not a sponsor of theirs. I just wanted to uh, kind of bring that to the table and hopefully, uh, you know, maybe it can save some people because uh, unfortunately, unfortunately people die doing this sport every once in a while. So um, also uh, there was one other thing I was going to bring up and now I've, it's totally love lost my mind. <laughs> I think I spent too many hours at the DMV this morning. Uh, that's always a good time. The line I got there this morning, an hour before they opened, and the line was around the building. And because I have a commercial driver's license, I had to make an appearance. I couldn't just do it online. I had to actually go there. Thankfully, I was able to submit some of the stuff online, which allowed me to jump ahead of that line. So... I was only there for about an hour and a half, so it wasn't terrible, but, um, you know, DMV is never, never fun. Uh, let's say hello to a couple of people here. Let me get this banner off the bottom. I'm hoping people will bring our questions and everything. Uh, did see my friend Egowitz, the best show ever. Thank you, Egowitz. I uh, hope you're doing well. I, I thought I saw you post a picture today that you were actually out on the water. So I hope you are able to get out on the water now over in Spain. Uh, Dave Fowler, bass opener this coming weekend. Um, Tommy, happy Father's Day to you. Thank you so much. I am a father of two. I have a wonderful, this is, I've got a wonderful daughter <laughs> and a wonderful son. Uh, we just joke about that because people always say that on talk shows. Um, Douglas, how you doing, man? Good and beautiful kayak. Um, David Masgill, hi, Jim. My son and I killed the yellowtail and whitefish at San Clemente Island last weekend, heading to Alaska on Sunday. Wow, Alaska, I love Alaska. It's a, it's a, a wonderful place. Oh, I remember the thing I wanted to talk about was actually the thing that's showing right behind me. Our premiere episode. So if you hadn't heard, and you know, we've been trying to spread the word. Uh, premiere episode of season 11 will be on Fox Sports beginning this Saturday. So on Fox Sports West here in uh, California, that it's airing at 9 a.m. Um, I know in a couple of areas it was airing at 6 a.m. 
but uh, uh, in, in many of the areas, when I looked down the list, it said it was airing at 9 a.m. Of course, that's the wonderful thing about the old DVR now. You can just plug it in. So I hope you guys will be watching. I hope uh, if you can, you'll DVR it if you don't have time. I actually won't be watching, um, but I'll probably DVR it. <laughs> I'm going fishing. Uh, we're going to jump on the boat and uh, go spend a day actually where um, the video is going to show today. So today's episode, again, this is from season one. Now, back when we first started shooting, at the end of every season, my videographer would come here to San Diego, and we would kind of do our catch-up um, shooting, if you will, you know, if, if we had to do any taglines or sponsor bumps, anything like that. He would come into town, and then we would shoot those, and then usually go fishing around here. So honestly, when I, I pulled up this video um, this episode, I may have pulled up the wrong one. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back into my deal because I hit the button to, and I've got the wrong one up. But anyway, when I first looked at what episode, this is episode 13, I thought it was just a highlight reel of the season, but we actually did some fishing here locally, just went on to San Diego Bay, did some bay bass fishing. If you've never been to San Diego, you know, it's kind of known La Jolla for, for our big fish, the yellowtail, white sea bass, that sort of thing. But one of our, our fantastic year-round fisheries is uh, in San Diego Bay and Mission Bay uh, for spotted bay bass and assorted other fish. I always say uh, if I'm going to La Jolla to go fishing, I go to San Diego Bay to go catching. I've never in my life been skunked on San Diego Bay. Uh, like I said, you may catch, primarily we catch spotted bay bass, but you'll catch sand bass, calico bass, halibut, bonefish even. I mean, there's a lot of different uh, fish in this bay, and it's just a super fun fishery. It's a great way for people to learn about kayak fishing. Uh, generally speaking, if I'm taking people kayak fishing uh, guided trips and they are brand new to the sport, I will take them on San Diego Bay because they get that repetition of dealing with gear, uh, dealing with fish, and generally a lot of them um and moving around and just dealing with all that in a little bit more controlled environment than if they say going out to la jolla and you know punching through the surf in the early days of my guide service i used to take everybody to la jolla and it was tough because you'd have people who's their very first time and they had to launch through the surf and deal with bigger gear and then you're looking for that one big fish and so if you don't have that background experience of just dealing with your gear and moving around the boat, if you did get that opportunity at that one big fish, oftentimes they would miss it. Um, so I started doing most of my, uh, my trips with clients, with beginner clients onto San Diego Bay, and it became a much better learning experience for them. And like I said, sometimes you just want to go catching and it's just a super fun fishery. Uh, Gene Wilson, thanks for joining us as always. And thank you so much for the congrats on the Fox Sports uh, Network. We're really, really excited about that. Like I said, um, that's a huge, huge boost in our um, reach. Uh, an additional 80 million households. Um, that's not a small number. So, you know, hopefully even 1% of those 80 million households are will turn, tune in and watch. <laughs> You've got to be pretty stoked about that. Uh, Mike, Toby, been doing some bank fishing lately and doing pretty well. I have a five weight, 15 to 25 pounds, one, 15 to 25 pounds. I don't know if that's 15 pounds or what. Um, so bank fishing on the fly. That's, that's fun. Um, Anyway, I, I, again, I made a mistake. I just looked over and I had pulled up the uh, wrong episode. So now I have to go and find the proper episode. So I need to stop that. I apologize for my, uh, I don't know how I managed to do this. Uh, 
I apologize once again. I'm trying to do multiple things at a time here. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Share screen. With audio. Share. There we go. <laughs> So now I have the, the correct episode keyed up. Again, this is the final episode of season one. Uh, we are still doing these shows every Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, like I said, every Tuesday is the um, Jackson Kayak years, if you will. Uh, so basically season six through 10. And the first episodes, uh, one through five, which are the ocean kayak years, so the old stuff. So that's what this one is. And so I hope you can join us every Tuesday and Thursday. Of course, we love to see your questions and comments during this whole thing. Uh, please share it with your friends if you enjoy this. You know, it, it's all good stuff. And, um, you know, if you have people who are interested in the sport of kayak fishing, you know, we have a lot of episodes. So um, with that said, let's put, bring this back up. And we can get this episode rolling. On this week's kayak fishing show, I'm going home. Back to San Diego, the place I started my journey in kayak fishing. We're going to spend some time fishing San Diego Bay with my good friend Matt Moyer, chasing after some spotted bay bass and sand bass. Stay tuned. It's going to be frantic. Oh, those are so stupid. At the forefront of any sport, you inevitably find someone pushing the limits. While kayak fishing has been exploding in popularity, Jim Sammons has been doing just that. Uh, yeah, look at these. Nice. From the seat of his ocean <laughs> kayak, Jim challenges the world's top game fish and puts his kayak fishing skills to the ultimate test. Never fought a kayak, have you, fish? From freshwater to saltwater, Jim's mission is simple to discover the best fishing destinations in the world and prove that anything is possible from a kayak. Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you in part by Ocean Kayak, makers of the Trident series of fishing kayaks. Ex Officio, clothing for the adventurous spirit. Seagar fluorocarbon, fish anything. Standard Horizon, nothing takes to the water like Standard Horizon. Maui Jim, eliminate glare, turn up the color. And the Heliconia Press, cutting edge outdoors media. <laughs> This week on the Kayak Fishing Show with Jim Sammons, Jim shows us the world-class fishing in his backyard, along with longtime friend Matt Moyer. A San Diego native, Jim learned to fish the waters of San Diego Bay in La Jolla. Having spent his childhood surfing the break at La Jolla, Jim used to strap a milk crate to his longboard to fish just beyond the surf zone. And so when he came across sit-on-top kayaks about 15 years ago, Jim immediately recognized how great they would be for fishing out there. It wasn't long afterwards that Jim hooked up with, fought, and landed the first of what remains the only Californian marlin from a kayak. San Diego Bay and La Jolla are two of the most popular kayak fishing destinations in the world. So here we are at uh, my place, <laughs> my beach, La Jolla. It's where I pretty much uh, cut my teeth on kayak fishing and started my business, La Jolla Kayak Fishing. So I said, see, I don't, I didn't go back and watch this episode. Um, I guess I do do some stuff in La Jolla. I thought it was all on um, San Diego Bay. Catching up. I haven't, like I said, don't, I don't go back and watch the show. 
but this is La Jolla. This is where I do most of my fishing um, when I'm out on my kayaks. And uh, it's like I said, it's a, a wonderful place, a lot of yellowtail just down the beach. Looking the opposite direction from this is uh, Scripps Pier, the Scripps Institute of Oceanography. And as it mentioned, was where I caught my very first marlin off of a kayak. And uh, it's still the first and only, as far as I know, marlin to be caught off of a kayak in California. So that was that was pretty cool. But we'll get it rolling again. Over 16 years ago. Um, a lot of good memories fishing this place. It's kind of become the the mecca of kayak fishing. Uh, guys from all over the West Coast drive here to fish La Jolla because it's a it can be an incredible fishery. There's a uh, yellowtail, white sea bass, thresher sharks. I even caught my very first marlin off a kayak back in '98. Matt Moyer is an executive chef at the prestigious La Jolla. Oh, now we're back on the bay. <laughs> guide for La Jolla kayak fishing. Uh, my name is Matt Moyer. I'm. I have to talk to you. All right. So uh, ask me again. Uh, my name is Matt Moyer. I'm a big game kayak fisherman, and uh, I also uh, fish uh, bass tournaments. Matt Moyer's the little brother I never wanted. Matt's one of these guys that you'll never meet anybody who doesn't like him. Just super personality, very level-headed, but also just a lot of fun to be around. That's what, that's what, that's what you guys want to see. <laughs> About seven years ago, a shared passion for kayak fishing and a family tragedy brought the lives of Matt Moyer and Jim Sammons together. When, uh, when my dad got sick, there was one person who really stepped up to help my family out, and it was Jim. He put on a... A, a kayak tournament two years previous and then he named it after my father steve moyer when i found out one of our kayak fishing community got was was in need i called matt up or emailed him through the websites and i said hey matt we've got our tournament coming up let me help out your family i want to give the money sorry i haven't thought about this in a long time for someone to actually think about your family and do something like that, I mean, he's not only a, a kayak angler who's a, who just I fish with, he, I mean, he's, he's a friend. Stay tuned as Jim and Matt drop lines for spotted bay bass in their home waters and reflect upon a year filled with mind-blowing adventures. So yeah, I um I, I really hadn't gone back and, and and looked at what this episode was about. So I'd forgotten a lot of that stuff. We ran that tournament for about 12 years and it kind of ran its course. Um I became very busy. Matt started helping with the tournament a little bit. Uh the whole community around here kind of changed and uh we earned an awful lot of money. Uh, we either gave money to a member in the community or we gave money to the American Cancer Society. Uh, and we ended up uh, over the years giving about $150,000 uh, to the American Cancer Society. So that was pretty cool. We were very proud of it and, uh, and it ran for a long time, but like I said, it kind of ran its course. And um, I don't know, maybe someday that, that tournament will come back. We really don't have a big yearly tournament here anymore. Uh, I'm not a big tournament person myself, but I always loved the camaraderie. I love the, the community of the events afterwards. So always a lot of fun. So yeah, I wasn't expecting that to even be in here. I had totally forgotten, but uh, Matt Moyer is the executive chef at the La Jolla Country Club and uh, competitive bass, uh, saltwater bass angler, and and one of my very, very good friends. So we, we always have a good time. So uh, he's been on the show a few times now, and um, it's all, always always a great time to fish with Matt. So anyway, we'll get back to this thing. And again, <laughs> obviously, I haven't watched it because I don't know which way it's going. So I know it does cover some of the highlights of the past year. So um, Gary Thornton, uh, old school is the way to do. Gary, I don't understand what you're saying here. When is the next time you're going out a, lo out a lawyer? 
maybe you're saying going out of, to La Jolla. <laughs> so we're taking the boat out tomorrow. I may be out there on the boat with my wife or not tomorrow. Um, Saturday. Uh, Eric, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Jeremy still love my okay. Trident 4.7. That was a great boat. That was a great boat. I loved uh, the ultra 4.7. It paddled so, so well. Uh, very, very nice uh, vessel by um, Ocean Kayak. Actually, that one was designed, of course, by Ocean Kayak in New Zealand. Uh, that was not a U.S. boat. Uh, Andrew, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining us. Gene, that's an amazing accomplishment. Thank you so much again, Gene, as always. Uh, Gary, just got the kayak extension, tow hitch extension carrier to try out and not use the ladder rack. Yeah, that's... It's, it's, a lot easier to use. You're not having to get that kayak over your head. I'm, I'm sure uh, you will enjoy that. So anyway, let's uh, get this episode rolling again and uh, see what else it has holds. Cause I obviously I don't remember. of San Diego Bay and La Jolla with longtime friend, Matt Moyer. Do you really need one for out here? <laughs> I mean, how often have you fished here? That is a spotted bay bass, a very small one. After a year filled with chasing monster fish from his kayak, there are a few things that Jim enjoys more than sliding into his home waters and catching spotted bay bass with his friends. Oh, chunky body. That's a nice body. Yeah. Woo. That's a better one. Holy. <laughs> I had a double on, dude. I had two on and it broke me. Broke me oh, off. Really? You yeah. Because you have this, that double setup. Oh, that's a nice one, dude. Big old chunky spotty. Well, San Diego Bay is probably the best place to get kids started on fishing. We're in an area right now called Highlands Park. Um, as you uh, probably already saw, there's a nice little area to, to launch, nice little sandy beach. And um, this area, we call it the nursery because it seems like you come out here, this is where all the little bay bass are. And you come out here and have easily 60, 60 fish days, you know, oh get the right tide and everything. Um, Jim and I are scratching a little bit today. We have a uh, very little tidal movement. So what we're doing in San Diego Bay is we're, uh, we're long lining, which is a, a, a classic way to catch fish when uh, there's no tidal movement. And what we're doing is we're throwing our line out, we're letting a lot of line out as much as we can, and then we're reeling real slow to keep that bait in the strike zone. There's a lot of different types of fish in this bay. There's spotted bay bass, um, sand bass, calicos, um, halibut, stingrays. Actually, we even have a, um, some bonefish in the back bay. But it's a pretty cool little fishery, but I started fishing, I don't know, maybe I think it was about nine, you know, 33 now. And uh, you'd think I'd have this bay totally figured out, but I don't. Usually come out here just to relax for the scenery. You know, usually we get a nice tide. Today we just, we have no tide, so it's, it's really slow. I think Jim and I have about 10 fish a piece. So uh, just, you know, for a fresh water fisherman, that would be a great day on the water. <laughs> Here, that's, uh, that's slow. So it just goes to show you what you can actually come out and do. Yeah, just to uh, comment on what Matt was saying there. Uh, yeah, on I generally consider if I catch a dozen fish on San Diego Bay, that's a very slow day. So if you're fishing two rods at one time, 100 fish days are not out of the question at all. Uh, and we've all done it several times. 
I, you know, I said I, we're not into tournaments, but Matt and I are always competing. If we fish together, it's always a competition of some sort. And uh, and we usually just laugh all day. So, uh, like I said, it's it's a numbers fishery. Uh, as Matt mentioned, it's a great place to take children fishing because they're not going to get bored. They're going to catch fish. Um, some guys will go for uh, bigger fish. Uh, the world record on a spotted bay bass is only like five pounds. So they don't get real big. Uh, the other bass species that we have, the sand bass and the calico bass, now their uh, world record is more like 14 pounds. They get considerably bigger. But back in the back bay, you just tend to catch a lot of these spotties. And it's more of just a straight up numbers game. So, you know, just using small, soft plastics. And if the tide is moving, and it is very, very tidal dependent, if the water isn't moving, you're not catching fish. Um, you don't want it moving super, super fast either, uh, where it becomes difficult to get your, your line on the bottom. Uh, out in the middle of the bay, right where we're sitting right now, where Matt is right there, is about 45 feet. So if you're, if you're ripping along, uh, it can be very difficult to get that, that bait down on the bottom when you've got a small soft plastic with a small lead head. But uh, if you've got maybe a four-foot tidal swing, that's usually about perfect. And you're, you're going to have a nice solid drift and just get that lure on the bottom. Probably the biggest, when I take clients out there, um, probably the, the thing they have the hardest time learning is a having enough line out. So you're actually on the bottom because you're, you are drifting. So if you're moving along and your line is at an angle like, like this, well, if you're 45 feet of water, that means you have to have like 150 feet of line out at least to be on the bottom. And you want to be dredging the bottom. You want a lot of line out on that bottom. So uh, that's the number one key. And the other one is just feeling feeling that bite. And that's why I really prefer bait caster reels because you have that line running over your finger and you're feeling every little twitch, every little bite. And um, because you just need to wind. Uh, you know, you don't set the hook, just wind down on that fish as fast as you can to set the hook with your reel, not the rod, because you just have way too much line out there to try to do a hook set. If you try to do a hook set with the rod, you're probably going to miss it. So anyway, I just thought I'd uh, comment on that right there. Uh, since I'm paused, Liam, how are you, man? Joining us as always from uh, Kayak Fishing Tales, our YouTube channel. Don, how you doing from Pueblo, Colorado? Good to see you here, man. So let's get this episode rolling. Salty. <laughs> <laughs> These are not the uh, big. They sure seem small after catching those big calicos down at Cedro. Oh, I bet. When I'm drop shotting, I like to put a swivel above the sinker at the bottom. Because the sinker is just rolling on the bottom. And when it's rolling, is your line gets all twisted. So just by putting a small swivel up above the sinker, keeps you from getting that line twist. Pretty much with this little tide movement, and we're actually catching a few fish, and one more than him. <laughs> While working as a kayak fishing guide over the past 15 years, Jim has seen people make just about every possible mistake. There are ways to avoid those embarrassing moments when you're first learning to kayak fish, and that's what Jim is going to look at in this week's Kayak Fishing Tip, brought to you by Ocean Kayak, makers of the Trident Fishing Kayak and the new Torque featuring a Minn Kota motor. One of the biggest problems with kayak fishermen is that 99% of them are fishermen first and kayakers a very, very distant second. Now, if you're going to be bass fishing close to shore in small sheltered bay or pond, that's fine but you'll still be amazed how learning proper paddling techniques can help your fishing. You'll be able to cover bigger areas because you'll be paddling more efficiently. You'll also be able to get to fish more quickly and quietly, and you'll be able to fight and land fish more effectively. Of course, you'll also develop confidence and skills you need to fish safely in more exposed conditions. The bottom line is once you decide to pursue kayak fishing, and you will once you try it, it's a very good idea to take a kayaking class. You're going to want to learn how to paddle properly and learn how to do a self-rescue in case you fall in the water. Now, with that said, 
we're going to give you three tips that are going to help you avoid those embarrassing moments when you're first learning to kayak fish. Dress to swim and rig to flip. Dress to swim simply means that you should dress with the expectation of swimming. Of course, this means wearing your PFD, but it also means wearing clothes that still do their job when they're wet. In San Diego, that means wearing quick drying clothing like ex officios rather than a cotton t-shirt and shorts, which will stay wet and uncomfortable all day. Rigging to flip just means making sure that everything you bring is either secured to the kayak, that it will float, and that anything that can't get wet is secured in a dry bag. For the next rule, remember, where your head goes, your body will follow. To stay upright, keep your head down the center line of the boat. If you do this, your kayak can rock and roll under you while you stay comfortable and balanced on top. I've seen more people fall in the water simply because they get their head off the center line of the boat reaching for a rod behind them, something like this. All you really need to do to get to a rod behind you is to sit side saddle in the boat. It's a very stable position. You can reach back, get whatever you need. The third tip is this. Always give yourself a rod's length of line. Otherwise, you'll find yourself doing the starfish okay looks like we froze up there for a second um it appears to be back so i'll get that thing rolling again sorry about that the equipment so give yourself a rod's length of line if you have a fish on or anything if you just drop your rod if you just drop your line to the length of your rod you can grab the fish and then you have slack line to deal with. So there's a few tips that'll hopefully ease your learning curve in getting into kayak fishing. For more tips and your chance to win a fantastic kayak fishing package that includes an Ocean Kayak Trident fishing kayak and Standard Horizon VHF radios, visit kayakfishingshow.com. So of course that contest is not going on. That was 11 years ago. <laughs> Although catching the spotties in the calm waters of San Diego Bay still puts a big smile on Jim's face, there's nothing that Jim enjoys more than targeting big fish from his kayak. While shooting the show over the past two years, his pursuit of big fish resulted in some of the most spectacular, heart-thumping, and at times agonizing fishing adventures ever seen. The adventures began on the East Cape of Baja, where Jim hooked up with Howard McKim of Ketchikan, Alaska, and his good buddy Matt Moyer. After getting blown off the water for four days by a passing hurricane, the team finally got their chance. It wasn't long before Howard's reel started screaming with a monstrous blue marlin at the other end. As Howard got towed far out in the Sea of Cortez, Matt Moyer and Jim Sammons gave chase with their baits still in the water. Next thing they knew, Matt was hooked up with a striped marlin. It was just crazy because uh, Howard was already on that 250-plus uh, pound blue marlin, and I was kind of racing to kind of get out there. And as I was paddling, all of a sudden, I hear the splashing behind me. After an epic hour-long battle, Matt landed the smaller striped marlin with Jim's help. It's not often when I'm down here that I get to fish. I'm usually guiding clients and spending time with them. So I don't get a lot of time to fish. I'm really looking forward to fishing on this trip and basically got about two hours of fishing on the first day because uh, of Howard hooking up and then Maddie hooking up and me feeling like, you know, this is still my spot. It's still my job to kind of help them out with those bigger fish. And I wouldn't trade that for the world. I'm gonna get out of this 10-day After successfully releasing the beast, the guys hopped onto a support boat to catch up with Howard, who was now a speck on the horizon. After getting towed 11 miles out to sea, Howard was running out of time, so he tightened up the drag and did his best to finish the fight. After getting the fish within liter length from his kayak, a last run by the marlin snapped Howard's line and ended the grueling five-hour battle. I have a lot of days where I think I'll never forget this day, and that's always a sure sign for me that it was a good story or a great day and had an all-day fight. And that would 
right now that's <laughs> definitely on the top of the memory. Good job, Howard. That was awesome. Great fight. Stay tuned to the Kayak Fishing Show as we look back on Jim's wildest adventures from the past two years. The Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you... So for people that think you need really big gear um, for Marlin, and I've seen guys use really big stuff, it's like, you know, that gear is harder on you than it is on the fish because the kayak itself is dragged. The kayak is moving. Um, I've never caught a billfish, and, and we've dealt with a lot of billfish on the kayak uh, down in, in Mexico and everything. And, um, I mean, Howard in there was using a, a Trinidad 14 which you know that really, it's pretty small. Um, my first Marlin was on a uh, old Shimano Charter Special, uh, just, you know, a small lever drag round reel. So you don't need big gear. I mean, it, it, you really want quality gear, stuff with good, smooth drags. Uh, but because the kayak moves so fast, the fish is never really getting that much line on you. So you don't need that super big gear. So you can fish with gear that's considerably more comfortable and easy on your body because the reality is on these big fish you're winding yourself to the fish you're not winding the fish back to you and and, and that's a fact so anyway let's uh get this thing rolling to in part by ocean kayak said so the rest of this is uh just highlight highlights from the rest of the of the season i believe Welcome back to the Kayak Fishing Show with Jim Sammons, where we're looking back at some of the mind-blowing adventures that Jim experienced over the past two years. Shortly after their Marlin escapade in Baja, Jim left for a new type of adventure, whitewater kayak fishing in Canada. On this trip, the fish didn't provide the biggest challenge. It was getting to the fish that proved to be a handful. In fact, it was the very first rapid that taught Jim the power of moving water, the hard way. Water, right? Oh, <laughs> she came through beautifully. Great angle, great line. He actually did way better than than I expected. I expected her to be upside down before he came through, and so he went over and swam. But he rallied, got back on the boat, held his paddle, rolled the boat upright, jumped back on. It was. Uh, it really was impressive how how quick he got on it. He was. He was with it. And unfortunately, that's when he piled him into the hole and he fell over. <laughs> uh, it keeps freezing up for some reason here. I didn't have my PFD on as tight as I should, and it got up over my head when I went in the water, and I just couldn't breathe. And I mean, I really. I was scared. I mean, I'm not afraid to admit or too proud to admit that I was really scared. Ken's got him. Nice rescue, Ken. got up there and I swear we could have seen that rescue happen you know 99 times out of a hundred and it wouldn't have went as smoothly as it did. Two. I have no strength okay ready one two three that is extreme that is such gnarly man those rapids are just Good fun if you don't die. <laughs> Despite a terrifying start to that trip, Jim got back on the horse and had some of the best fishing of his life. It's like it, it was almost too beautiful. It, it it couldn't be real. It's it's just I can't even say enough about it. Just how much how much fun this has been. On that same trip, Jim hooked up with pro muskie angler Jamie Pastilli. After two frustrating days of throwing huge plugs to no avail. Jamie's last cast found a taker. 
a figure eight, and it just. The joy of finally getting a fish to bite was quickly replaced by horror as one of the huge treble hooks went through the thick of Jamie's thumb, hooking him to an angry and thrashing 40-inch muskie. Oh god, I gotta go to the hospital. Okay, can somebody go in my bag? In the back? Grab my bull cutters. Red cutters. Yeah, nothing like having a fish attached to you. One of the last shoots of the season took Jim to Panama. And that is why you always carry bolt cutters or big lineman's tools, something that will cut a heavy hook. Because, uh, you know, it. I've seen where guys have gotten a hook put in them and everybody's got like these little tiny needle nose pliers and nobody can cut the hook. So uh, luckily Jamie had bolt cutters. I always carry bolt cutters or like I said, these big lineman's pliers. They will cut most everything. Um, Brett says, hey, Jim, glad to see you active and spreading the love still. Oh, yeah, man. Still at it. <laughs> and continuing. Uh, hopefully, we'll start shooting again here soon. Mike McKenna, scary stuff. I'm assuming you're talking about when uh, those rapids truly was still the scariest thing I've ever been through while out on my kayak. Um my wife actually says that still gives me a knot in my stomach. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but it was an amazing trip. That that trip, other than that, uh, was was absolutely amazing. Uh, Rusty, is this recorded? Uh, I assume you're talking about this episode. Yeah, this would this is available on. Well, it'll be permanently on our Facebook channel, and it'll also be permanently on uh, Kayak Fishing Tales, our YouTube channel. So you can always go back and watch this. Um, Brett, I always get inspired to go paddle again after watching these. Yeah, me too. I need to go paddling. And Dave Masgill, ouch. Yeah, that was, that was a big ouch. And, you know, they say the muskie is the fish of 10,000 casts or something. Uh, on that trip, it really was. I mean, we, we fished for two solid days. I mean, at least, and... 12 14 hours a day on the water and we finally got that one muskie and then it has to bury a hook into his hand so that was uh, that was a tough one um so let's see what happens here for the final bit of this episode it looks like uh the final highlight bit is panama panama still one of my very very favorite places to kayak fish just because the rooster fish, the cubera, the tuna, dorado, marlin. I mean, it's all there. The jacks. I mean, and it, it's so amazingly beautiful and big, big, strong fish. For some big game kayak fishing. After some spectacular rooster fishing and boiler rock fishing, Jim headed out to the famed Hannibal Banks to target tuna and marlin. With the temperature soaring, Jim found himself hooked up with a monster 120 pound tuna and the fight of his life. Hey, circling back and forth. I'm like, well, you know, I gotta give it a go. I mean, I gotta try and land this fish by myself. So I hit him, and it was just like, <laughs> I think.
think it was like I stuck my gaff in a piece of dynamite because it just blew up. I mean, it was an explosion next to my kayak. Really wanted to get that fish, really wanted to land it. And I, I just, at that point, I'm like, look, we're going to have to land it on the boat. We're going to have to have the guys on the, on the boat gaffing. After a long adventure-filled year, this season is over, but the adventure has only just begun. More big fish and tall I remember I could barely stand up after that tuna. Remains. Why? Why fish? Is it the thrill of the hit? Is it the adventure? What is it that drives us back to these often unforgiving waters? It's been the people. It's been the people. And I hope that comes across in the movie that how much fun we had because we just had a ball with everybody. And the other night, sitting in the dark, just BSing, just talking about oh, what's your favorite movie? You know, who's your favorite actress? Who's the worst actress? Who's the worst actor? I mean, just, just sitting there and just talking and having fun and just hoping fish would come along in the process. It was the people. It was really the people. The fish, the fish were really the bonus. Stay tuned for season two of the Kayak Fishing Show as Jim heads into more wild waters in search of big adventure. And that is still true. It's still uh, the, the friends I have made around the world over these 12 years is still the highlight. You know, I, I've got some great friends all over the world and around the country if you're interested uh, it, it's still still the highlight you know the fish the fish really are the bonus it, it's it's been great um and you know we hope to continue doing that and that's why we're again we're so excited about this uh we'll get that out of there uh we're so excited about this move over to to fox sports because again that just allows us to to spread the message spread the the joy of the sport of kayak fishing to a much bigger audience. So um, anyway, I really appreciate you all uh, watching. There's still a couple uh, comments here. Um, Rusty, I'm really interested in fishing some Cali rivers, but not sure if we hit any rivers. Usually have kids with me. Yeah, kids in a river, unless it's a slow moving one. I mean, you definitely need to be careful there. Um, I mean, that's like I said, that's the scariest moment I ever had, but that was on the Ottawa River in a pretty big rapid. Um, Brett says, have you ever considered a California Delta episode? Uh, Striper, Salmon, and Sturgeon. We actually did a Delta episode um, very early on. Uh, I think it might have been the first season. No, it wasn't the first season with Jackson. I don't remember. It's been so long ago. But uh, we did a Delta. It was mainly bass fishing. We kind of did a, a California road trip and hit a few different places. But to do it for stripers and salmon and sturgeon, I'd love to. <laughs> you know, um, the biggest thing is always, as always, is having somebody on location who is willing to help us put a shoot together. Um, we generally need a boat because uh, the camera guys just can't shoot from kayaks. Uh, I mean, they do. And I, a lot of times, if I have two cameras, I'll have one guy in a kayak and another guy in the boat. But it's just having a boat for the camera. You get much better angles. You protect the gear a lot more. So having a, a support vessel, um, you know, lodging, all that stuff. So, so if there's somebody on location to help us put the whole thing together, that always helps. Uh, so anyway, uh, I really appreciate everybody joining me here today. I know I, I didn't have a guest, um, mainly because I knew this was kind of a mixed up highlight one. Uh, we'll be back again on Tuesday with more of the Jackson kayak years and then back again on Thursday. So every Tuesday and Thursday at two o'clock Pacific time. Uh, and again, I, I'll throw this up here one more time because, you know, if, if people want to stay safe, if you're an outdoorsman, if you're going remote, if you're an offshore person, go to ACR Artex and take a look um, at the PLBs. I said, we have this, this discount code for you. It's uh, Kaya or KA Fish 10, uh, and that's going to give you a 10% discount and free ground shipping. And like I said, this is just something to help people get safe. This is not a sponsor of our show. Uh, again, I'm very curious if people have taken advantage of this deal. Uh, we've had it up now for about a week. So um, 
would love to know if, you know, give us a thumbs up or whatever, if you have taken advantage or if you're thinking about taking advantage, uh, it, it certainly would be a great one if you're looking for a Father's Day gift, anything like that. So, you know, and again, this is just to, to help people stay safe on the water. Again, our shows are brought to you by Seaguar, Jackson Kayak, Warner Paddles, Standard Horizon, Yak Attack, Siegler Reels, A Band of Anglers, Raymarine, Kokatat, and Ballast Point. Cheers, y'all. If you are going out on the water, please, please remember to wear your PFD and keep your paddle right side up. Take care. Have a good weekend. Happy Father's Day, all. I'm out. Oh, I'm going to fix it.